Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Get ready. It's time for... Operation Late Night Excitement. Uprated Late Night Radio. The awesomest night of all time. After dark. It's Late Night with Hancock and Kelly. You deserve a fun night. On KMOX. So in our previous hour, we were talking about armadillo. Yeah, the little guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They look like reptiles to me. They're mammals. They're mammals. We've learned, thanks to Mike in the... Uh... And, of course, we know they have that hard outer shell, skin, whatever the case might be. But listen to this. Yeah. Do people eat armadillos? Uh, It may seem like an odd question, but the answer is yes. Yes. In many areas of Central and South America, armadillo meat is often used as part of the average diet. The meat is said to taste like fine-grained, high-quality pork. Pork. Would you eat an armadillo? Well, I'd eat fine-grained, high-quality pork. Yeah. Uh, Would you eat an armadillo? No. Yeah. I mean, Do you have any purpose. of your buddies that are hunters? Like who got oh, deer yeah, hunting? Lots of my friends are hunters, yeah. yeah I right. have a bunch of my buddies yeah. who are deer hunters. Yeah. And and you've had this experience with deer hunters. I know you have. Uh, they'll say to you, hey, I just got back. I got myself a buck. It was 12 points and took it and got it turned into sausage. You're going to love it. And I'm, ah, I'm not into it. Thanks anyway. Yeah. And then they want to convince you. You know, you don't understand. This is this stuff. You know the way I do my just try the, the, my deer steaks is it, it tastes just like beef. And I'm like, I've ate deer before. I get it. I, I understand you like it, and I understand that this is a part of the game that you have to convince everybody that you're you know because you just got out and shot Bambi because you just went out and shot Bambi that you got to convince me that this is the best thing in the world. Hmm. But it doesn't taste good. Venison, it's gamey. Venison. Yeah, yeah I don't it is like gamey. it. There's yeah. a restaurant right next door to me. I was going to get dinner from there tonight. Yeah. They used to have a really good burger on the menu. Yeah. And uh, so I pulled up their menu, and it had kangaroo carpaccio. What? Kangaroo carpaccio. Kangaroo. Kangaroo meat. Oh. Now, listen. Here's my problem. I, I think kangaroos are lovable looking. Now, I know they're a mean animal. I hear that meat's got a good lot of kick to it. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, I, I they look lovely to me. They 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 look lovable. I don't want to um, eat, eat a kangaroo. Kangaroo four three six seven nine hundred one eight. Have you ever eaten kangaroo? I've never eaten kangaroo. No, I, me neither. Uh, what about what about alligator? Have you had alligator? No, I've, never I've had tasted an it before. Oh, it's everywhere. You know, tastes like chicken. They say that's what they say. Everything that's like the old like guy. Chicken. You know, he got he got hauled into court in California out there. Okay. Uh, you know, you got all these endangered species. Uh, okay. You know, and the, the condor, very, very the spotted serious, owl, all of them. All of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, so this guy had killed a uh, uh, he'd killed a California condor, uh-huh. 
And uh, well, that's uh, met with, a, I think it's like a $5,000 fine. You can okay. be 30 days in jail if it's your second offense. Uh, you yeah. can kill these endangered species. And so the guy he goes up to the uh, um, judge there, and the judge is reading him the, the riot act. And, and he says, you know, Mr. Stevens, he said, I hope you've learned your lesson. It's going to be a $5,000 fine. I hope you'll never do these endangered species are put on the list by the United States government. We cannot be killing these birds, sir. And what you have done is a disgrace. Right. It's an abomination. Yes, sir. You're going to pay the $5,000 fine. And if you do it again, you're going to jail. Do you understand me, Mr. Stevens? Uh And he says, yes, your honor. I'm very sorry. He says, you're dismissed. He said, oh, wait a minute. He said... You actually shot the California condor. Yes, yes, Your Honor. said, let me ask you, just what did it taste like? (laughs) And he said, well, Your Honor, he said, honestly, it tasted a lot like a spotted owl. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See, but when I see like a cow, I like, I mean, I love meat. I had a steak last night. I had a steak last night. Went to a steakhouse, had a steak. Loved it. But but when I see a cow, I don't want to eat a cow. But and but yeah. when I think about the fact that I'm eating a cow, it doesn't bother me. Right. But when I see a kangaroo, and the thought of eating a kangaroo is repulsive to me. Yeah, nobody wants a kangaroo, Kelly. Uh, I mean, I guess they're serving it at whatever frou-frou restaurant you're going to out there. Let's go to John. John, you're on Camo X. Yes, sir. Uh, a couple of things. Yeah. Um, for years, uh, real fine uh, athletic footwear, baseball spikes, football cleats were made out of kangaroo. It's tough, tough leather, and you don't have to shine it. Huh. Um, and, um, but I, what I understand is that a number of years ago, the kangaroo, like I saw a guy get punched by a kangaroo yeah. on TV. Oh, they're being punched. They're yeah. And, uh, and um, what I understand was that uh, I, I didn't know that Australia's gun laws were as strict as they are. They are. Pretty strict. And uh, they got to the point to where the government was issuing certain, I guess, professional hunters to kind of thin out the population sure. of kangaroos. Right. Now, on armadillos. Yes. Many moons ago, I used to, to subscribe to a gun magazine, and they had a, like a three-month uh, stockpile of, of letters from their readers on just what game, what game food is the, is the uh, best. Yeah. Armadillo. Was number one. Number one. Well, now, how much yeah, meat? It, how it, much meat, John, is is actually in an armadillo? Probably like a turtle. Not much. Well, I I don't know. I've never. I I have seen one dead on on the road. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but uh, apparently, it's the same. It's the same. It's the same uh, diagnosis. It tastes like ro- pork roast. Huh. Yeah. Fantastic, so, John. I you have enriched how, the program more you, than you can possibly imagine. I wonder how you go armadillo. Hey, Merry hunting. Christmas, John. Merry Christmas. How do you how do you go armadillo hunting? Uh-huh. I don't know. I think you start by buying an eighteen wheeler truck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, leave the comedy to us. That's good stuff okay. there, brother. Thanks, Thank you. John. Merry Christmas. Yeah, usually my my entire experience uh with armadillos because I've lived here in the Midwest my whole life and they're just now showing up. Oh, they've been here for a while. Uh, not really. Um, is uh, most mainly roadkill, but uh, I don't know that I've ever seen an armadillo just walking in the on a golf course or something. I don't even know how you catch one. Well, they don't walk all it. that fast, you know. They got uh, four legs on those things. Well, and and uh, <laughs> thanks, John. Yeah, and so they uh, <laughs> the legs aren't very big on the armadillo. They're about you know yay big, 
And so when you get when your legs are that short, Michael, you you know right. the ability if, to run fast is the armadillo is uh, if, not one of the fastest. If we mammals. were hungry right now and I brought in two kinds of meat, which one you eating? Are you right. eating the armadillo or are you eating the kangaroo? I'm going for the armadillo. After after hearing from John, yeah, they said it, it said it tastes like a pork roast. Well, I can I can certainly. I go just for couldn't that. eat a kangaroo. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I just can't eat one. No, it's not that I'm prudish about deer. I get it. I've had deer. In fact, somebody tricked me one time into eating pickled deer heart. What? Yeah. And I said to him, I was like, I don't even want to eat pickled cow heart. No, I don't want to eat it. Why would heart. I want to eat pickled deer heart? Ugh. Yeah, you know, oh, they thought it was really funny. Oh, but, ha, ha, funny, yeah, funny. Yeah, but these, these people who hunt, you know, they got to convince you that you are missing out on not eating deer because... Nothing tastes better than, oh, and my recipe for deer sausage is the greatest. I, I put jalapeno and now, wild and deer stuff in there. Wild deer, what are they eating out there? I mean, you know, Everything. at least on a farm, you're feeding them whatever you I think you're they're them. mainly a veg- vegetative stuff, yeah. right? Yeah, leaves and stuff. Well, I would imagine they may eat a small rodent. I don't know. <laughs> but I imagine we have a bunch of deer hunters in our audience. It could well have. Maybe they can. <laughs> I know that the deer hunters like to put out, uh, 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 what do they call it, salt uh, blocks. Yeah. You salt put those licks. salt, salt licks, licks. yeah, because deer like salt, You're like humans, like me. Yeah, they and they go and lick on the salt. They lick the salt. Yeah, and then you know they. That's why. Know. That's why so many of the deer suffer from hypertension, yeah. and uh, you know it's, high blood pressure. It's, it's tough on them. You yeah, know, all that salt. You got deer in your neighborhood? I do. Yeah, a whole groups of them. They come around and uh, you know they, you're right off the highway. That's got to be kind of scary with those deer that close to the highway. Well, they're right. They're right in the backyard, and you come up and. Uh, Come to that, you know, see what Georgian's cooking for dinner, and yeah, they seem pretty tame. They do, yeah, they do. I mean, they've never, I've never seen a deer attack anybody. Have you? I mean, I guess no, they, I've seen a deer go through a plate glass window of a, a like a store before. Ooh, you know, that'd be a bad uh, day. But for I grew the deer. up out in St. Charles between the Mississippi and the Missouri yeah. River on a hill, yeah. and so whenever there were floods, the animals all got pushed up into the neighborhood, and um, frogs are a you know a big problem <laughs> yeah. out there, and yeah. so. Uh, I guess I was in college, and I had my Jeep. I yeah. was coming home one night, and we had the National Guard. Probably 1995. So it was the, the Great Flood, the probably. Great 93. Flood, yeah. It was 93. 93 or 95. Yeah. There was two back-to-back. Yeah. Uh, back. Right. And uh, so we had the National Guard living in the street. So I'm coming home one night, and I'm coming on the street, and, John, I'm telling you, the whole street's moving. Huh. And I'm like, what is this? Uh, and then I have the windows what, down on my car. Or something? No. <laughs> and <laughs> underneath my towers, I can hear it. Yeah. There were so many frogs on the Those road. Those are frogs? That was their frog heads exploding oh. underneath the tire. Now, here's the sickest part of it all. Oh. The next day, you come out, yeah. and the frogs have all hid because it's nighttime's over with. Except or, for the ones you the ran grass. over. They're right. pretty much dead. But you know how in the wintertime you get that snow up into your wheel yeah. well? Yeah. And, you know, you got to knock it out. Sometimes yeah. you got to go by and yeah. kick it, and yeah. it falls out. Oh, no. Frogs? Frog guts. Oh. I had to go down to one of those spray... Um, Car washes. Car washes and spray out all the frog guts of my neighbors. We were all doing it. It was miserable. Spraying frog guts. Did you ever a, eat frog? It'd be, no. That'd be a great You never had frog a, legs? I never had frog legs. Be a great They're on a lot of menu. What about snails? You eat snails, escargot? I'm, I know. Huh? Me neither. Uh-huh. That, all that stuff just is repulsive to me. Yeah. We want to know what deer eat. Do you know what deer eats? They 314-436-7900-1800-925. And then when we come back, we're going to talk about Russia. <laughs> yeah, we may get into Russia after this on KMOX. <laughs> And happy holidays from Hancock and Kelly. Late yeah. night with Hancock and Kelly, your final one before the 
Christmas. We're not here the next Monday, are we? I have no idea. No, we're uh, we're going to be sitting in all next week for Dave Glover. Excellent point. From 2 to 6, doing the DGS yes. right here on yes. KMOX. And, of course, don't forget you can catch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 on Fox 2. And we were talking about deer before we went into the break. Yeah. And I asked the, the question, what do deer eat? Yeah, they eat uh, the foliage out A there. deer's diet consists of a variety of crops, grasses, vegetation, acorns, nuts, and berries. Acorns. A healthy deer will have a diverse diet with a variety of foods. Huh. Every day, a deer needs to eat between 6 and 8% of its body weight and green foliage I don't believe it. to stay healthy. Well, why, well, you don't believe This is from a university. Why wouldn't you believe that? Well, what university? Minnesota. Well, there you go. Uh, because let's let's do the math. Let's say a deer weighs 100. Well, here, hold on. Yearling me, uh, bucks, which range from small spikes to... Ten pointers. They typically weigh between 100 and 125 pounds. All right. So let's say let's say 115 pound deer you got out there, and you need to eat how much of their other six to eight percent of their body we'll weight in green foliage. Six percent of the body weight. Too. That's six point nine pounds. Seven pounds of stuff a day that a deer eats. Then that's that's then no. You probably eat seven pounds of stuff a day. Well, I don't weigh one hundred and twenty pounds. I yeah, but yeah, I, but you're not as active and jumping and running around and having to stay warm and doing all the you things. You know that. I do know that. <laughs> I spend enough time with you to know that your calorie output is not that of a deer's. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <laughs> I'm, I'm a lot more active than you think I am there, Kelly. <laughs> Let's go to Doug, shall we? Doug, you're on. Doug, as soon as we punch you in, we're going to punch you in now. We're working on it. Hold on. Here he is. Uh, all right, here he is, Doug. Welcome to KMOX. Hello, Doug. Doing there, John. I'm doing great. How are you, sir? How you doing, Michael? I'm doing great, brother. Hey, man. Hey, uh, I heard your discussion before about exotic uh, different things to eat. I wanted to let you guys know. Back in the early '70s, I traveled around the country playing music, and I, I was at a place in Milwaukee one time, which is no longer in existence. Uh, this restaurant, Milwaukee, of course, is still there, but. Um, Anyway, it was called Frenchie's Restaurant. Yeah. And they specialized in exotic things. Frenchie was a, a big game hunter at some point in his life. Hmm. And uh, they had they had things like tiger steak and lion chops and all kinds of stuff. Dang. And it was really something. It was really, really something. Did and, you eat uh, it? No, they didn't have us. In, they had, what they had was they, they had an upstairs and a downstairs. And we played the downstairs part. And um, the upstairs was really, really super, super fancy. It was like out of the old movies where you see the you know the little booth with the velvet curtains and yeah, the old deal, like you know Casablanca thing. Yeah, right, right. And uh, 
Uh, to give you an idea of how specialized this place was, one location, 125 employees. Wow. wow. This was oh, yeah. So what kind of music were you playing, Doug? Oh, we were we were a traveling group. We did cover stuff, you know, and uh, and some original stuff. But we played in the in the lounge downstairs, and uh, which which also had a menu, but it wasn't anything like that. It was for they had steaks and they had uh, so were you dishes were you based like out of were you based out of St. Louis? Yes, sir. Yeah. What? So what was the name of the band? Well, at that time, the name of the band, believe it or not, was Apocalypse. Like the Apocalypse, oh, you know, it was like oh boy. What but, instrument yeah. did you play? Uh, drums. I play drums and sing. Is yeah. that right? So, so my brother was in a band at exactly that same time, uh, okay. and they used to work the. They used to play the Jackson Betters in St. Louis. And, oh sure. And uh, and my brother was the drummer, and uh, the the lead guitar player and singer of that band is now like this big musicologist at Wash U. Um, uh-huh. Phenomenal stuff. Do you still keep up with your your playing, or not so much? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm uh, you know, you know, I'm I'm the guy who did the overnight America thing for Ryan. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah, nice. that's me. And yeah, I'm still out there gigging. Me and uh, now I work with Donna Perino and uh, she plays piano, I sing. Yeah. Uh, I had to I had to forego the drums after I had back surgery five years ago and uh I'm limited on my lifting capability. You ever so, run across a guitar um, player in town named Jim Stonebreaker? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy's a good friend of mine. There's a lot of good oh, yeah. lot of good musicians in this town, Doug. Oh sure. I used to I used to go when I was a kid, when I was like fifteen years old. I used to play Bob Cuban's rehearsals for him at Starlight Ballroom. Wow. Wow, Bob yeah. Cuban. You know, that guy, is, he's got the same hair he's had since the 1960s. It's incredible, this guy. Well, uh, it, it, you know, just one of those things. But uh, <laughs> You guys remember when Bob Cuban used to play at the uh, Big Red football games? Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, oh, sure. He was at Bush Stadium all the time. But uh, yeah, they used they to have him down there under the bandstand, right, and yeah. he'd, he'd play during yeah. uh, the football games. Oh, yeah. Right, that's right, and uh, yeah, they, they did all those gigs. I, I didn't do any that kind of stuff with him, but but I did a bunch of stuff in in uh, in the eighties. Uh, yeah, eighties. I did a bunch of stuff. I used to have a band called Collage, and we were basically existed from seventy six to twenty fourteen. Wow, and um, a good run. Yeah, and yeah, it was a real good run. In fact, uh, that's that's the name Donna and I are using for our duo now. Um, nice. And uh, you doing you gigging on New Year's Eve anywhere? You know, uh, right now I'm not. But I'm not too worried about that because I mean I like it. Okay, Newsy was fine, but um, it, it's okay. I mean, if I, if I get a gig, that's fine. If I, I have, there's a possibility I, I may have one. I'm not sure, but uh, well, man, I'm glad and, you called, Doug, and I appreciate hearing about uh, Frenchie's place up there in uh, Milwaukee. Oh yeah, and now listen, uh, I I have many more stories we can all share once we get together for that cigar, buddy. <laughs> that's exactly right. Yes, yes, I'm, yes. I'm still waiting to hear from you, John Hancock. <laughs> I mean, I you, misplaced you took... your phone number, buddy. I, I uh, hold on. It's not on the screen. Well, put okay. me on hold, and I'll, I'll give it to All him right. again, and and I'll give him my name. Okay. All right. And um, you're probably better and, off. He's probably better off giving you my phone number because I I throw stuff away like you wouldn't even believe. So he's going to oh, give that's, you. He's going to okay give me you. my. That's... He's going to give you my phone okay. number. How about that? Okay, great. We're making a love connection right, right Doug, here on Camel. Have yourself a Merry Christmas, brother. Um, hey, you guys do have Merry Christmas, gentlemen. Uh-huh. Yeah. See ya. Doug called in to dial a date here on Camel <laughs> Maybe you want to join us at 314-436-7900-1800-925-1120. We're going to talk about talk Russia when we come back Russia, after this. We're going to get back. It's all about Russia next yeah, on right Camel next. X. About to be a great night. Really good tonight. Yeah. This is one hell of a night. Now, back to Late Night with Hancock and Kelly on King of OX. Are we the only people who are going to be working between...
Christmas and New Year's? Uh, most people are off, right? Uh, I th- between I think Christmas and works. New Year's? I think nobody works between Christmas and New Year's. Well, I mean, the UPS man keeps going and the FedEx guy keeps yeah, going. Yeah, I mean, but very few. Grocery all the store workers. These offices are all closed. And yeah. Most of the manufacturers shut down between Christmas and New Year's, too. Not us, though. No, no. We will be here from we'll 2 to 6. For Dave Glover. Yeah. Boy, Dave's on two weeks vacation. Good for him. No kidding. Four hours a day he spends on here. They would listen, folks. That's tough. I'm yeah. telling you, that's not an easy thing to do. No, it is not an easy thing to do. Um, and, and for him to be able to do it four hours a day, well, good for him. He's getting a couple of weeks off. I, I think I'm going to hang out with Dave one night. On the, he and I are going to go to the pageant and see um, Mon, the pink, Mon, El Monstero, El Monstero, yes. which is the Pink Floyd uh, oh, nice. experience cover band. So I'm looking forward to that. Very nice. But I, I I just wonder if anybody works between Christmas and New Year's anymore. Somebody must, but I, I most of the people I know do not work between Christmas and New Year's. Have you come up with your resolution yet? Yes. What is it? Well, it's going to be, uh, you know, uh, something I'm going to try. Um, Exercise? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Anything else? And I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kind of scale back on the uh, uh, eating. Yeah. Yeah, a little diet, a little exercise. Yeah, I'm doing the same thing. Are you? I'm doing the exercise yeah. thing. I uh, usually, the beginning of the year, don't drink and see yeah. how long I can go into the new year with doing it. Sometimes yeah. I make it all the way to uh, Mardi Gras. Wow. Uh, sometimes I've made it all the way to St. Patrick's Day. Excellent. There's usually some festival where I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I'm having a beer, right. especially on St. Patrick's Day being well, Irish. You're Irish. You know, Irish. I mean, gets asking a lot. Because uh, I don't want to go all the way to, like, opening day and not have had a uh, cold frost. Right. One as yeah. Our... yeah. No, I think it's good to kind of take the, those little breaks, and and, um, and I'm certainly going to do that as well. But it's, um, yeah, the, the whole... Uh, Diet and exercise, I think. In fact, come June, Kelly, you're not going to recognize me. Really? Yes. You're going to slim it? I'm going to be a svelte 100 and I'm going to say 173. <clears throat> well, buddy, you're going to lose quite a bit of weight if yeah. you're going down to yeah. You don't have a disease or cancer, uh, yeah. do you? Well, I mean, it's just, you know, if it's uh, <laughs> if you're if you're kind of taking care of things, managing your, your intake of food, a lot of, a lot of fish, a lot of fish. Well, I was going to say, you know, that's one of the things I've done for the last several years, uh, and I've I've made it for usually for a month. I just make the commitment: I'm not going to eat red meat, yep. only chicken and fish. Yep, just chicken and fish and veggies. A little pork, maybe. Are you a veggie guy? Occasional Big Mac. What? Are you a veggie guy? You can't eat a Big Mac. A Big Mac's got red meat on it. Oh, yeah, but it's so good. Uh, yeah. Really? Would Would you prefer White Castle or Big Mac? Well, the problem with the White Castle is it's a it's a two day commitment and. Um, and a Big Mac is not. So, but there is something to be said for eight White Castles. Yeah, I, you know, I we've had this conversation six, a couple of weeks ago eight. about White Castles, yeah. and so my little car couldn't handle it. It drove me straight to a White Castle. There you go. And thankfully, it was closed. There were like fifteen oh. people in line in the well, drive-through. The place, and that it was must the, have been must have been one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that was the universe telling me, buddy, you do not need a White Castle. What did we hear the other day that the original White Castles had something on them? I can't remember what. What I think it was it tomatoes? Was it? No, they had pickle. Well, they still have pickles. Pickles and onion. They, yeah, they still have the pickle on there. Yeah, but the original White Castle had another thing going on. No. Yeah. Maybe. It was it was an, uh, maybe like a mustard t- or tomato something? or no it was something out there uh, maybe an avocado yeah have you uh, <laughs> no, I don't think an avocado I think you eat that with an armadillo yeah, right <laughs> <laughs> for me only an amarillo uh, <laughs> no I the White Castle is good but I'm gonna nope none, none for me thank you 
Have you have you what what is the best fast food to you? Well, I used to like Steak and Shake before they blew all their money on yeah. advertising. Um, let's see, fast food. Fast mine, food. mine is not present in St. Louis. Okay, so it's called In and Out Burger. Burger. Yeah, it's yeah, out yeah. on the West yeah. Coast, yeah. and it's fabulous. There. It is fabulous, and it's got a very limited menu. Yeah. You got like five things to choose yep. from. You got yep. a cheeseburger, a That's double cheeseburger. The problem with with fast yes. food restaurants, you inevitably you get behind too the many selections. It is as if they have never been through a drive through in their entire adult life. They're right. sitting there. And they're looking at the menu, and these menus—they're—they last forever. Right. You got the fish sticks, you've got the mozzarella sticks, right. you got the drumsticks, you got—and—and uh-huh. and, and they're sitting there, and they're, hmm, let me see. Oh, that looks good. Uh, <laughs> let me ask you about the—it's called fast food. Let me grab ask you and about go. the grilled chicken. And—and <laughs> uh, and, and you're sitting there, and you're starving. Otherwise, you wouldn't be sitting in that line if yeah. you weren't starving. And uh, and they're just and they're going on and on and on and then inevitably they got a car full of kids back there, right. little rugrats, little and everybody crushers. gets ordered and they're screaming, they're hollering and they're oh I want a I want an ice cream so, cone, I want a Slurpee, I want uh, I want to I want you to move is what I want. <laughs> yeah. I want to get up here and tell the lady what How I want. How do you handle it when the fast food people tell you just just pull up there about twenty feet and park the car and we'll have somebody bring your food out yeah, to you? Yeah, you never see them again. Yeah. I mean, so do you say yeah. oh no I'm gonna stay right here? Yeah, it's, it's like I the, don't because then I'm worried they're going to do something to my food. It's like the guy that sells you the lawn service. You know, here's here's fourteen ninety, but you never see him again. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, it's it's not good. And then and then and then, is there anything worse than getting cold food at a fast food restaurant? Is there anything? I've never. I don't know that I've experienced that. Cold food? Oh man, I thunder had, hot lights, lamps. Uh, I mean, not this stuff. I got one night, man. Was cold. It was unbelievable. What'd you do? Well, you I didn't was, go back, did you? I was. I gave it very serious consideration. Did you? I Strongly didn't, I didn't eat the to food. follow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't eat the food uh, except for the first bite. It was. Uh, well, I'm not going to tell you what it was. Yeah, but I was so, so angry that they would serve me that kind of cold whatever that was. It was horrible. So the closest uh, burger that I, I there are a couple of steak and shakes left in town. Are there? Uh, I think there's one on Hampton still open. Okay. Uh, there may be a couple of others, but the closest that I've found to a steak and shake burger is is Shake Shack. Well, that's not fast food though. But it's not really fast food. You're right. But neither is Steak and Shake. You well, go in there do and take sit a while. down. Yeah, they don't. That's that's the not a chili fast there. Place. The chili there is magnificent. I would never go to get fast food. Get chili. At Why would shake? you get chili? Have you never had this chili at Steak you and Shake? You just sat there and told me what a commitment White Castle is, and you're getting oh, chili at oh. Steak and Shake, and that's not a commitment? Oh, buddy. And you get those little oyster crackers, you pour it on top of there. Well, you're I, talking I mean, about when you go inside the Steak no, and Shake. No, I'm talking about in the little styrofoam thing that comes out in the car, and you got the chili right there. It's so good. Really? Oh, my gosh, it's so good. I well, can't believe there's nothing like that bacon double cheeseburger with pickles, lettuce, mustard, onion, and order of chili and a, a small shake. Well, what, 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 that was your order? Say it one more well, time. Well, others have made that okay, order. Okay, well, what would that be again? Uh, I've heard of people ordering a bacon double cheeseburger with pickles, pickles lettuce, mustard, and onion, or order of fry, a small chili, and a small chocolate shake. Why the bacon? Why not the bacon? Everything better tastes question. better with bacon. But, of I mean, course. you know, the, the stick and shake burger is so good on its own. Why do you need the bacon? Well, why did Picasso, you know, make everybody's nose 
weird. I mean, because it's just, it's the way. Why did Michelangelo add that last yellow splotch to the ceiling up there? Why? Because it enhanced the quality of the work. That's why. And that is why you get the bacon on the, the bacon double cheeseburger with pickles, lettuce, mustard, onion from uh, Steak and so Shake. So mine is double cheeseburger with pickles, onions, mustard. No lettuce. An order of fries. No lettuce for you. And uh, I drink water. I don't drink soda. Why? Why do you not? Uh, why do you not countenance the uh, the lettuce, Kelly? I don't know. I just when I order from Steak and Shake, I say I want a bacon or I want a. I'm <laughs> now I'm ordering yours. I want a double cheeseburger with pickles, pickles onions, lettuce, mustard, mustard. No pickles, onions, mustard. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You that's what lettuce. my dad used to order. So I guess that's why I order. Well, there you go. And I always liked fries. Now lately, yeah. uh, back in you know back in the day when I would occasionally yeah, get, those fries have a couple good. cocktails. Uh huh. You can sometimes get those fries with cheese on them, too. Or chili. Throw the chili on the fries. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a chili, fast food chili guy. Well, you just... You, you, not, you, but, you... This is why you're a liberal. Really? Because you, 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 you haven't even tried the chili. Have you ever heard of people making uh, stuffing uh, with uh, mm. with White Kessels? Yes. Yes, yeah. yes. I would like to yes, try that so sometime. Good. I mean, not that I've had it. Well, uh, well, of course you've had it. Yeah, I have. I've had it. Why wouldn't you? Uh, it is magnificent. Yes. It, is it? Yes. Well, who made it? Well, you got uh, my Georgianne. I mean, you got the you got. So the did you just go bones. buy a crave case and then you give it to her and she would grind so, it up, and yes. put it all in there? Yeah, I mean, you got everything you need. You got the meat there. You got the bun over the bread over here. You got mm. the onions in there. Mm. It's phenomenal. What is the chance that you're going to stop and get chili from Steak and Shake on the way home? On on Hampton. Uh-huh. Is it open? It is. Well, I don't know. Um, but uh, I, here's what I do know. Yeah. When we come back. We're talking about Russia. We're going to talk about Russia right here on KMOX. Phil Collins. I like Phil Collins. Yeah? Yeah. yeah. Peter Gabriel. Nice Genesis. Guy. Remember those days? Oh, great band. Genesis is a great, was a great, is a great band. Hey, did I get a chance to talk to you about Russia? <laughs> no. So, I don't know if you've been paying attention, but uh, the Russians are starting to stockpile a bunch of troops on the Ukraine border. Yeah. It's estimated by British intelligence right now that there's close to 100,000 Russian troops amassing on the Ukraine border. Uh, while intelligence chiefs for both for Great Britain, uh, both in the Ministry of Defense and the Foreign Office, are refusing to comment, sources are saying there's a very real possibility Russia could invade the Ukraine on Christmas Eve. Um, the biggest concern about this, John, is really, I mean, th- th- this is happening in the midst of Christmas. The whole world's dealing with some serious um, issues inside their own countries. At the same time, we're worried about uh, our former nemesis uh, potentially invading another country. And uh, it looks NATO as though member. there is no possibility of direct military invention by the Uni- United Kingdom, NATO, or the United States in the event Russia attacked Ukraine. Well, I mean, certainly Putin learned from his initial invasion into the Crimea in 2014 that uh, he didn't get met with any kind of resistance from the West. And yeah, I I think, I mean, why would you amass 100,000 troops if you weren't planning something? The Christmas Eve launch would make some sense geopolitically um, for Putin. And, you know, you factor into that. I've got a profound concern that you know china's been looking uh wantingly at taiwan for now generations and what if china decided that they would take that the cover of a russian ukraine invasion and go into taiwan both of those things if they were to happen at the same time would 
put a severe stress on the Western Alliance and um, very destabilizing for the world geopolitically if those things would happen. And we don't have the ability to front, fight a two-front war. No. And, I mean, I don't know how. There's not much cohesiveness in Europe anymore. We're not going to put boots on. I wouldn't think we would put boots on the ground. The NATO alliance the has been tested to the nth degree here in the last couple of years. All right. Now, what we might do is is arm the Ukrainians, which is something that we've talked about, you know, and have done uh, over time. But in the face of the 100,000 Russian troops rolling over the border, I don't know how you buttress that country to defend itself it's a is fledgling this, democracy I was say, as is this, it is. Is this Putin trying to still make himself relevant in a world where there's a new emerging superpower well, of China? Yeah, I think I think that's a big part of it. And, of course, you know, the Russian economy is in the tank and has been for years. And uh, Putin has become more and more authoritarian uh, during over the course of his now long reign. So this is not good. And, and you know, he's already well, shown that he's got designs on Georgia. You know, and the the whole idea to rebuild what was once the Soviet Empire, I'm sure, is near and dear to Vladimir Putin's heart. Well, and, you know, if you don't stop him at Ukraine, where do you draw the line? Think about where we stand uh, with politics inside of individual countries. In the United States, we're as divided as we've ever been. I mean, I think we can both agree that if Joe Biden says today's Monday, uh, you know, Ted Cruz is going to argue it's Tuesday – uh, and that's really played out on a political stage uh, throughout the world. You have Boris Johnson, who's under heavy criticism, and his folks are losing elections, uh, special election over in Britain. Mm -hmm. Angela Merkel, probably the most stabilizing force in Germany, just recently retired. Uh, they're dealing with their own nationalistic populist uprising, uh, similar to what they've dealt with even back, uh, you know, going almost 100 years uh, then you look to France and Macron. He also finds himself, and I mean, the, the the alliance, while still healthy and strong, uh, has a bunch of leaders who are dealing with a lot of issues in their own their own countries. And now we have these two giant bears who maybe were ready to you know take over countries. And do we, as the United States, have to stand up and lead the charge against this? Yes, I just don't know what it looks like. Well, I don't know what it looks like either. And <clears throat> both both parties um, over the last half a century, have, in my opinion, erred by devoting too much attention and too many resources to the Middle East. Now, it's oil rich. I get it. It's an important part of the world. I understand that. But while we've been doing that, we've been treating China as some sort of economic um, competitor, when in fact what they really are is a geopolitical and militaristic enemy. And you look what they've done in the South China Sea, building up those islands. Um, they have clearly have designs on Taiwan. I think they have hegemonic designs over all or most of Asia. Those other countries in Asia ought to be very, very concerned. Can't we bring China to its knees just by cutting off their commerce? I know you're a free trader and you believe that we ought to be able to trade goods with whoever we want, but... Uh, if we just said to all the companies that manufacture stuff in China, don't we just debilitate them economically? Well, it's a communist country. I mean, they manipulate their currency. They don't care if their people starve. I mean, you know, it's it's not like dealing with a Western-style democracy or a country. They're just fundamentally different. I mean, look what they're doing to their um, Islamic population there. Look what they did in Hong Kong. I mean, the protests came up. They didn't care, you know. 
they just it's a heavy hand, man, and the, and they the communists don't mess around, and they, they well even this young gal that made the accusation, oh, the tennis player, great made example, the accusation great against example. one of the party leaders, the tennis player, yeah, um, all of a sudden she disappears, and this is a pattern in China, right, and then all of a sudden several months she reemerges and she's saying what she was saying was not the case. That happened with that guy that ran Alibaba, I think is yeah, the name right. of the company. Mm -hmm. Same type of thing. This is a pattern that exists in China. They have true 100% authoritarian control over their folks. Well, they do, and and have since the days of Mao. And, and you know, it's, uh, it's not good. It, it's not good, and it's very concerning. And, uh, I mean, heaven help us. I hate to end the show on this note, but... You've been wanting to talk about Russia all night. <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, did you get your booster yet? Not yet. I'm going to get my flu shot tomorrow. Yeah. Um, I have not gotten a flu shot yet this year, but uh, I did get one last year. Yeah, I'm going to get one tomorrow, and I kind of was planning because Wednesday is kind of a slow day for me. Ooh. And, you know, I've not had much trouble with the, the booster, right. uh, the COVID booster, but every time I've gotten the flu shot, the next day I'm a little, you know, sore. Huh. Um, so I'm going to try to uh, accomplish that on Tuesday so that on Wednesday I can recover. Well, that's lovely. You say Wednesday's kind of a light day for you. Wednesday's kind of a light day, and then you and I, we're working all next week while you people hopefully are off sitting by your fires or uh, more likely bathing in the sun. Well, you're not going to get a chance to visit with us uh, here on a Monday evening, at least between now and Christmas. We'll be here on Christmas Eve, Friday morning from 8.30 right. to 11, and for Charlie and Amy, as we are every Friday. Uh, but let me wish you and your family a very healthy, happy Christmas season. Thank uh, you. You I should tell the listeners that, too. I did tell the listeners. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I know me. that Christmas can be a rough time emotionally for a lot of people. A lot of families experience trauma yep. during the holidays, and that kind of lingers every year it rolls around. But Merry Christmas. Enjoy your families and uh, celebrate. We'll see you around the corner on KMOX. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one. They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.